Lord, we're recording. <laughs> okay. It is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I just It just went black, so I was... Let's do this. <laughs> Let's, get, Let's get this stuff. Ta-ta. Clink. Drink. Oof. It's just carbonated. It's Yeah, it's always more bubbly than I expect. Hello, everybody. It's us. Um, Lord, what an afternoon. <laughs> uh, we're coming off some high emotions, but it's okay. This is going to be a good time. Uh, like, follow, subscribe, comment, send us your stories. There's, um, there's not anything to get wrong today because this is just an opinion episode. It's an opinion piece. <laughs> it's a public it's um what do people do that uh perform it's a performance art piece please uh nothing is wrong except the performance <laughs> itself um go ahead and slate hello my name is karina beamer i am guest number 48 yep and this is a q a yes so we got um your questions that you submitted via our Instagram, my personal Twitter, and my personal Facebook. And uh, we're going to answer everything that y'all asked, we we wrote down. So that's going to be your um, episode today. Uh, there's one every season, and this is this season's yeah, Q&A. Perfect. So, Everybody loves a Q&A. I, I like it. I do, because you get to know the people, because it's just a voice. Yeah. So it's nice. Yeah. Um, so, Karina is going to read the questions. I'm the adjudicator. Yes, please. You have the little laser thing. Um. I have my little tape recorder. Please. I like the beginning of the piece, but. But the uh, rest of it. (laughs) Season two went really downhill (laughs) when you started talking about performers. Um, which I don't get, because I really thought that that was going to be a bigger hit than it turned out. Oh, people not like that? I don't have as many views on those episodes as I do full-ass show which I get. Yeah. And season one was just show after show, uh-huh. but I made it very clear that that was a lot to handle. Yes. Um, which is why I'll have season breaks. Come back after the seasons. Um, so yeah, Karina's going to ask yes. and uh, I'm going to answer. Okay. So I'm going to turn it over to Karina. All right. The first question. Who's your favorite co-host? <laughs> I have multiple answers for this one. Sh- sorry, that was asked by... BJ. BJ. Yes, 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 yes. This was asked by BJ. A co-host. Yes, a co-host. Uh, he did this for the chaos of this answer. Yes. Um, I really like co-hosting with you. The, I do, and that's not me like placating answer. you. Yes, <laughs> you're in this room and can hit me. <laughs> you're within striking distance, and I'm in a bad mood. So, <laughs> so, it's, so it's you. Um, I also really, really like recording with. Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Kelsey's really good at Kelsey like, has strong opinions and that's what's great. She has strong opinions. We get each other's vibe and she knows how to fill a silence when I'm trying to like take a drink. Aren't you glad I've made you two friends? Yes. <laughs> um, I really like co-hosting with BJ uh, because we just have such a good back and yeah. forth. Uh, the downfall of that is we talk a lot about nothing. About nothing that relates to the show. No. Um, it's a lot of editing on BJ's episode. It is. It is. Um, I also like... Um, I get a lot of positive feedback about recording with Kyle. Um, people really like our episodes. Which is odd because he's like the only person you consistently record with who doesn't actually have a ton of like theater experience. Yeah. He has a, maybe he has a little though. bit. He has a maybe little bit. Maybe that's good though because he yeah. offers a different opinion. Yes. Um, 
so yeah, I I I like all my co-hosts for very different reasons. Yeah, there you go. Um, yay, political <laughs> we'll answer. Have good answer. <laughs> where I will still be able to bring those people back, <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, Beth Marie asks, "Do you have a preference for certain shows on Broadway than tour, or vice versa?" There's multiple questions. I'll let you do that one first. Um, tour versus there is a different energy because there are some shows. On Broadway, where they have to adapt the show mm-hmm. to a touring stage, like the Pride Rock in Lion King comes out of the floor, right, on the stage. But in the tour, it like, like yeah. you like drive it out on stage, yes, which is its own thing. Um, and Wicked, the stage isn't as ornate mm-hmm. as the Gershwin, of course. Um, so I mean, there are pros and cons. I I think I really like the energy of a tour mm-hmm. because it's the audience is like, oh my gosh, we get to see a Broadway show. In our home, like essentially. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, we only had to drive like 20 minutes. That's a good point. Never thought of it that way. Or like an hour instead of flying to New York and getting a right. hotel and like a Broadway, Broadway ticket. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think this is the answer I was going to talk about this with seeing come from a way on tour. Because right. I saw it on tour first. Yeah. And then I saw it in New York. I wanted to see it in New York because it is a show about yeah the uh, uh, about September 11th and September 12th and afterwards yeah um but it's also most of the original cast and I was like I want to go and see that cast in New York with that like that is energy special. yeah yeah so yeah okay the second part of this question is are you planning a trip to New York to see any shows now that B way Broadway is reopening. Yes, me and Daniel are trying to plan a That's trip right. um, to see to see Hades Town. He has never seen it. I hold it over his head always because he went to New York when it was open. He went when it was open before it got its Tony noms. So I cannot believe that tickets were like. I can't imagine that they were like super super no, expensive, yeah. especially before Tony noms came yeah. out. And I was like, please go see it. Please go see it because at that point, I don't think. No, I had gotten my tickets, but I was like, go see it. Because, yeah. like, when are you going to, like, Get fly up to New York again? Yeah. Um, and he went and saw SpongeBob the Musical. Oh. <laughs> yep. That's a choice. Yep. Okay. He enjoyed it. He had fun. I've heard I it's would not good. have had the same amount of fun. I've heard it's good. Oh, I have on. heard very vastly different things. Oh, I just hit the table. There's a stalker. I was going to tell him. Okay. What? Yeah, Nothing. He's gone now, so I can't do anything. Uh, okay. This is from... Now, I have something to say about this. Okay. It's from Morning Cup of Murder, which is me, but I didn't send this. I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> okay, I was like, I didn't send this. I, I know. <laughs> okay, so I'm assuming it's Dylan. Yes. Yeah. I hope no one else has access to my account. Listen, you got hacked multiple I times. I did. <laughs> uh, what made you fall in love with Broadway and musicals in general? I remember growing up, because I'm gay, I grew <laughs> up uh, watching The Wizard of Oz, like, on VHS. Like, yes. I think I watched it at, at the very least once a week. At the very least once a week. Um, so I was just like, oh, musicals are fun. And yeah. I just grew up seeing, like, part of my degree is in music. So, like, music has always been a big part of my life. Uh, I remember when I was little... With my elementary school going to see your good, your good man Charlie Brown, but not the version with Sally in it. 
it was like before the revival, so it wasn't oh. it wasn't that version. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is super fun. People are like singing and acting. So that's yeah. Yeah, I just, I can't, like, pinpoint a, like, this is when I became obsessed with Broadway, but when I got really into theater, and then I realized, like, musicals were a thing, I was like, mm. oh, that's the, like, my two main interests, so, like, perfect. why not go do that? I have another question, a follow-up, that is from me. Okay. Have you ever seen the Ruby Slippers? No. <laughs> have I told this story? I might have told this not story on the, on the Wicked episode. And, okay, if I haven't, <laughs> here's the story. So, because I was obsessed with, uh, with Ravaz growing up, for my eighth birthday it was in my it was either my eighth or my tenth birthday my mom had a trip uh to washington and she took us with her and part of the trip was like we're gonna go see the ruby slippers and i was like oh my gosh can't wait it was like it was like the crux of the trip was like i finally got to see the ruby slippers because i watched wizard of oz so much growing up and we walked in and there was a big sign like as soon as you walked in and it had the ruby slippers on it. It was like, this week only, the the ruby slippers take a tour of America. And I just, I cried. I just like cried and cried to the point where my mom was like, you have to stop. Like that's how hard I was crying in the lobby. And I just like could not get over it. I was like, I miss them. When are we ever going to come back? Like, and what's funny is my brother sent me, mm-hmm. if I can find this picture, I'll try to post it on Instagram. I don't know where to think to find this picture, though. Um, My brother went with my family to Washington Mm -hmm. when I was in college, so it wasn't like a family trip. And he saw the ruby slippers, and he took a picture beside them and sent it to me. And the text was like, suck it, bitch. (laughs) That is my story of the ruby slippers. It's one of my favorite stories. It's a good story. And what a payoff that, like, Ian got to see them. I still haven't, to this day, I still haven't seen them. A pair is missing. It's a whole big thing. Mm-hmm. Alex Gerard says... Good answer, Gerard. I love Alex. <laughs> if you could play a role on Broadway that was intended for the opposite gender, what would it be? I think I've screamed this 16 times on this podcast. It's Glenda yeah. from Wicked. Easy does it. It's, it's my energy. It's a great show. Yes. It's in my range. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't mean to have that strong of a reaction. No, absolutely. Uh, no, absolutely it would be Glenda. Oh, yeah. I don't blame you. I've done everything else I've wanted to do. That's the opposite gender. I got to do Sally Brown. I was a doo-wop girl in... That's right. In uh, Little, Little Shop, Shop once. I was started being Annie. Like, I'm crossing them off. One day, Mama. One day. <laughs> um, Cullen Wiley mm-hmm. says, what would your... Oh, what would, <laughs> what would your Jellicle cat name be? I had some funny answer for this. Like, the moment he asked it, I was like... It was some gay joke... <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Make of it what you will. I can't... I've never seen cats. I know they have, uh, like, wonky names. Yes. Like, bum tumbly. Like, I don't... I don't know. I don't have... A, I don't have a real answer for this one. Okay. It's some... Had all day to look it up, but okay. Insert your own gay joke here. Uh, K. May says, if you could make a... Topobotomy. Sh- That's cute. Yeah. Verse... Verse city, bitch. <laughs> If, if you could make a show slash musical about any historical or pop culture figure, who would it be? I think about this a lot. I do actually. I was like, this is actually a really good question. It would be a. It would. It would be Adele. I would make an Adele musical. Really? Now, if it's, I don't know if it's. In my head, it would have to be a jukebox. Yeah. Because I don't think 
there's anybody who can, like, go up and play Adele. You don't? That... It, I think it would take a black person singing her songs on Broadway. Okay, so you're not saying a musical about Adele's life. Not like a biopic. Not like Beautiful Day Carol King or Donna Summers. I was like, like, I didn't think her life was particularly, like... No, I think... Yeah, I mean, she's young. I mean, yeah. every time she made but music, she was super young. But... I don't think there was anything, like, to my knowledge. I could be wrong. Also, I think a Whitney Houston musical would be re- really good. Is there not one? No. There's a, there's a there's a bodyguard musical oh, that has okay. that has her stuff in it, but oh yeah, I we watched a TikTok about a Panic at the Disco jukebox music, jukebox musical, and that sounded right up my alley. Yeah, and Brandon Urie's done Broadway. Yes, he has. So, uh, Caitlin McGu- uh, was it McGilvery? McGilvery. Caitlin McGilvery. Sorry, Caitlin. No, it's funny. She sent me. I don't know if I've ever showed you this. She sent me a video. Of her Alexa saying your name because it was no. like playing Bruce and Broadway, like so and so featuring Prina Bimbimsna. I feel you, girl. Uh, what are your top five favorite moments you've experienced in theater? Before, uh, in parentheses, performances, shows you've done. That's something I had to write down. I wonder why like you got list, your book. It was a list of things. That's fair. Um, this is this is moments I've watched and moments I've actually experienced, okay. right? Okay, cool. That's, that's how it, I took the question. That's how I would have taken it, yes. Um, okay, so number five, I'm going five to my favorite. Okay. Um, having my production of Legally Blonde come together last minute, because we rehearsed for nine months for this show. We rehearsed mm-hmm. for almost a year for this show. And yet. And we were in the theater I don't even think it was two days. We had one tack. I know that. I cannot one, even imagine. I neither can we. <laughs> neither can we. And I think we had like eight hours in the theater. Ooh. And it was like, let's get everything in. Let's add costumes. That Everybody had like, w- the girls had wigs. Ooh. So like, it was this whole thing. And I don't think we did a full run of the show. I- and then it was like, we open tomorrow. And I think, I think towards the last four hours, it was like, we don't have time to run the show. We have to run scene changes. So we know, Ooh. like, how to do them. Yeah. Um, so we we open the next night and somehow... I it's, To me, it is the perfect example of, like, theater magic. Yeah. In my life, like, working. Yeah. Uh, where everybody was, like... Just on point. Yep. It was like, I'll move this. You do this. I know they told us this, but, like, I don't have time to do it. You have to do this. And oh, we were shit. like, okay, cool. Um, number four... The last 30 seconds or the playoff of Welcome to the 60s uh, from Hairspray. Yes. Where the dynamites sing. Yes. I will fight you in the street if that doesn't just like. Send you. Raise serotonin levels in you. It's so good. It's so good. Um, Number three. If this counts because I didn't see it live. Well, I guess I. Whatever. Cynthia Arrivo at the Tonys. Which we watched together. Yes. It was at Nanny's house. Yes. It was a very fun night, actually. Yes. And I think it was the one time where I was like, everyone has to shut their mouth yes. so I can watch this. Yes. It's so good. I still watch it. Like, every couple of months, I'll just watch it. It was very good. Um, number two, something I saw live. Hadestown. That's um, number two? Yes. Um, specifically, this moment between Hades and Persephone, where... Orpheus has just sung 
um, his, his La La song. It's, um, <laughs> what is it? I cannot think of the name of the song right now. Oh, I'm so disappointed it's, in you. It's, um. I can't help you. It's I. not fucking, what is this called? Okay, anyway, it's the third time he sings it. And uh, it's when he convinces Hades to let yeah. him and Eurydice try to walk out of Hades. And part of the song is like, what you're fighting for, which is Persephone and like, yeah. I want to keep her here and that's why I bring her back every six months and blah, blah, blah. And they have this horrible back and forth like between the whole show. He's like, what you're fighting for is already lost. And Amber Gray, incredibly, is just standing there and her arms are outstretched to Patrick Page. And she's just crying. And she's like, I'm here. Like, I never yeah. really left. So I'm like here whenever you're ready to come back. Like, it's been on you. It's a beautiful moment of theater. Yeah. It's going to bother you about that. It's going to bother me, and I'll have to figure out what it is. Don't you use your phone, your computer. No. What is this called? Hades Town. It's epic. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry, everybody. Okay, number one, me playing Sally Brown. Okay. It was so much fun. And it's, it's one of those things that's like, I'll never get to do again. Yeah. Like, I know I'll never get to do it again. So doing it the one time was super fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. I've lost my place. Okay. Shane Insko, most embarrassing moment on stage. This happened with him. Oh. So I know... Oh, there was a show I did. It was, everybody knows it's a wonderful life. Clarence. Like, yes. yeah, okay. It was, it's a wonderful life. It was a play, but it was like presented as a radio play. I remember this. Which was super, super fun to do. I was like the host and I played Joseph. So I like narrated the whole yeah. show. There was a night. It was the last night. We had a full house. And I was standing on stage and I was saying a line that included, I was the only one talking. We had, we had chairs. So like when it was our like part, we'd stand up and walk to the microphone and do our part. And then we'd go sit back down until it was our turn again. And I had gotten up and I was going to narrate. It was like, it was like a paragraph. It wasn't like a whole page or anything, but it was enough time for like other people to sit down. And I was the only one. I was the only one talking. I was the only one doing anything. You had to focus on me. And I had this line, and I can't remember who the person's name, like the character's name was, but I was saying his name, and I was like, blah, 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 blah. Along the lines of people like, like Bobby Jones, yeah, whatever. And I was like, what actually happened was, blah, 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 along the lines of PP, like, oh, and no. I, like, stopped. Oh, no. And I was like, there's no saving this. No. Keep going. And Shane, who submitted this question, I just, like, saw him start shaking. And I was like, there's no coming back from this moment. Nope. It was loud. It was clear. It was the only thing. Be- there was no other noise. Oh, and no. I, like, turned from the mic and just, like, walked back to my seat because my part was over. And I was like. What else could you do? Yep. <laughs> oh, no. I was I was so upset. I was like, the last day, the last day this happened. Please. It was so funny. You ruined the holiday season. <laughs> And I, and I do it again. <laughs> uh, Jeannie James says, least favorite show, but 
favorite song from that show. Yes, and there's a, there's a there's the opposite of that. Okay, and as then well. is it Leslie Gostin? Yeah. Followed with that with the opposite answer. So most favorite show, but least favorite song. Right, right. So let's do least favorite show, favorite song first. Least favorite show that I've been exposed to and like no, Dear Evan Hansen. But my favorite song from that show is So Big, So Small, the mom song. I will never get over it. Of all the shows you have watched. What? Dear Evan Hansen is your least favorite. Because it's a bad show. (laughs) Okay. I think every other show I've seen, I would watch again. We're speaking strictly to musicals. Yes, I guess it would be because it's a song. Yeah. Okay, because I've seen this. I've seen you in some real bad shows. Not you were not bad. Period. But the show was horrible. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) And I'm I've certain also, you know what shows I'm talking about. Austin P. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, on the opposite of that, my favorite show with my least favorite song. Mm-hmm. Hades Town is my favorite show. My least favorite song from that is a song that Eurydice, Eurydice sings in Act Two called "Flowers." It's about her being in the underworld. She has like realized that she's stuck there. It's before Orpheus gets there, and she sings about like things she remembers from the. Mm. Above ground when in her life, and I'm just, I get it. I get its place in the musical. It is a slow ballad that she sits down on the stage and sings. And like watching it, it made a little more sense. Mm. But even then, I was like, yeah, this is still my least favorite song in the show. I just, I don't like it. And I've told people that before, and they're like, what? It's like one of my favorites. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, cool. Just, I'm sure my favorite is your least favorite. Like, yeah. To each their own, but, like, I really don't like it. I also don't really care for Persephone songs. Uh, Like, listening to them, I'll skip them. But watching them, I'm like, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%, you better sing. Hmm. Yep. Grady O'Shea says, If you could choose any show, play, or musical to be imagined as a Disney-type attraction, what would you choose? Specifically. Pacifically. Pacifically. Hello, Dolly. Oh, that would work perfectly. Put on your Sunday clothes. You're like on the train. Yeah. And Dolly's easy. there with you. That's that, an easy. I mean, that's basically one already. Yeah. That would be easy. Mm-hmm. That's good. That, yep, that's it. Right. I'd write it. I'd write it every day. <laughs> Nowhere would it go. <laughs> Not very far. Please. Uh, Dylan Bullen. Mm-hmm. Worst audition experiences slash all the audition tea. So she was there for one of them. Okay. I, I will tell two very long stories now. Um, no, one of them's quick. So me and Dylan auditioned for, oh, you'll remember this, when I auditioned for Beauty and the Beast down in <laughs> Orlando. And I, I do not think I walk on water in musical theater, but yeah. I have never been part of a musical where I have not been part of the principal cast. Okay. Yes. And and yeah. that is and that is just how it is. Yeah. Um uh, legally blonde. There's I I was on a sign. Uh <laughs> but that's a big show. Right. So I auditioned for Beauty and the Beast and I wanted Cogsworth. I wanted Cogsworth. Yeah. I mean and Caitlin McGilvery, who listens to this, she was like floored. She's like, How do you of all people walk into a room and not instantly get handed I agree. Cogsworth size? No, I, I agree with you. I read for the beast. They had me read for the beast. Which I could you imagine? <laughs> it's like the post wolf, like, ow, that ow, that hurts. <laughs> ow. Mm. Well, you shouldn't run away. Um so 
I auditioned for that show and I had, it was a, it was a community theater uh, where it was, it was, un, it was a community theater uh, and that's what we're going to leave that at. Perfect. And there were a lot of people that I had done previous shows with, like one of them had gotten called back for Cogsworth on the national tour. There was a girl who consistently works as like a sought after actress in Orlando, like, there were a lot of, like, people who showed up. Who should have gotten roles. Yes. Yes. And we were all offered, like, ensemble. Wolf number four. Wolf number. I was, I was offered the bookkeeper. And there, when I was called, they were like, oh, we're going to give you, like, a featured spot. I was like, in the first number. And then I'm Spoon. Spoon. Uh, You'd be a great Spoon. I was... (laughs) A soup spoon, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, a, a lot of that. And then it turned out to be a lot of favoritism. Political stuff. Yeah. Oh, it was so political. Yeah. And like, I posted about it on Facebook. And the I director, that. the I director, do. I was like, I'd love your feedback. And I was like, eat dick. Like, like I was so over it. Um, so I ended up not doing Beauty and the Beast. You politely declined. I politely declined. Um, Beauty and the Beast. And then I think around that time, I was, I think that's when I ended up doing uh, Legally Blonde instead. So, like, I, I, it worked out. I said no and got another project, uh, which was very nice. And then uh, I auditioned for <laughs> whoever is listening to this who was a part of it. I'm so sorry. Susical and Musical. And it was not the audition experience that. I foresaw it being, or anybody who was part of it foresaw it being. The world saw it being. uh, Yes, it it was, it it was very wild. And that was also very political from the, from the, uh, the, the backstage tea, quote unquote, 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 that I heard. It was very allegedly. It, it allegedly, allegedly, it was very much like if you give me this one person, I'll let y'all have this pick. It was like a trading thing, like yeah. fantasy football, like yeah, because that cast list, while extremely good, was not what the people in the room who had years of theater experience thought it was going to be. Right, and that that's a very a, diplomatic way to phrase that. Because I know that story, and that's a very <laughs> diplomatic way to tell it. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> uh, I I also threw some Facebook shade on that one as well I when I was offered a role, and I was like, no. Well, and and here's what upset me about my my offering of the uh, of the of the role that I was offered ensemble um, was that not that it was ensemble. That's that's not what upset me um, because I had very very close friends in that show that I would have. Been happy to work with. Yeah. My my frustration came from the audition sheet when it said, will you accept ensemble mm. if, if offered? And I said no. And I was, instead of being like, hey, thanks for auditioning. We can't go with you at this time. We'd right. love to see you in a future project. I got, hey, do you want to take ensemble? And I was like, I said no. I, I gave you that. Well, and what came of that was like, I... I said no, and then people got upset that I said no, and I was like, "It was on the sh- it was on the sheet." If you're not gonna accept the answer, do not put it on the sheet. Well, and <sighs> this is what this is what upsets me about like the theater community yes. is like 
it's it's very weird to be like, you should be happy with whatever you get. And I'm like, but mm. if I answered a question that was specifically asked, that answer should be honored. I think that if, well, yes, I agree with that. But I also think the you should be happy with what you get is a very naive statement Mm -hmm. because like when you're starting out absolutely you should take whatever you get yeah but as you're growing but as you're growing and you have other projects and other things on the back burner Mm -hmm. like if you say yes to something just because you were offered it and miss another great opportunity then i don't think that's right well and this this was when i was like killing myself with theater because i was saying yes to like any project that was coming my way like i i musical did not work out for me but in turn, I ended up doing right. Tuck Everlasting. Oh, yes, right. Which did not work. I mean, neither of these shows happened because the pandemic stopped right. them. And sadly, Suzical was like, they, like, got their, like, you're not doing this, like, the day before they open. Like, they had everything done. I would hate, oh, God, that would be so frustrating. It was, it was very upsetting to see, like, all the hard work that they put into it. Because it looked great, and I was going to go see it. Yeah. Um, and then... Like, I auditioned for The Drowsy Chaperone, which was... I remember that, too. ...is one of my dream roles, and I got down to, like, it was going to be me or this other guy for Man in Chair, which is something I wanted to do forever, and I will do one day, uh, and I did not get Man in Chair, but then I got Sally Brown. Right. So I was like, Mama, theater works out in mysterious ways. Because had you said, okay, fine, I'll take whatever you give me for Drowsy Chap- Chaperone, you would have missed that opportunity. And I did get that message. It was like, hey, we can't do this, but are you... And I... It yeah. was another one of those is like, I will only accept Man in Chair because I knew I was going to audition for Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. And I knew that it was going to be a gender bent cast. And so I was like, This is my chance. Yeah, this is my chance. So, like, I'm either going to do both projects and kill myself and kill myself, or I'm going to do one or the other. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Molly Catherine Moraseski? Yes. Oh, good. If you had the chance to direct a revival of a show, what would it be and how would you change or update it? Okay. Shocking answer. It's not a musical. I would revive Doubt because it has not been revived yet. Mm. Um, I mean, it's set in a very specific time period, so you can't do like a whole lot of changing to it. Um, My big dream of directing Doubt is because it's like, Set in a Catholic school. Yes. Excuse me. I really, really want the pre-show music to sound like kids playing on a playground. And then, like, two minutes before the show starts, like, you get, like, the church bells ringing. To, like, come back in. Yeah. Yeah. That is, like, my big dream. Like, that's, like, my main idea for the show. What a simple thing. Yeah. That is such a big dream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I see a lot of people... I am very, very obsessed with, like, chairs and people. Yeah. Like, doing the shows. Uh, and so, I think I would strip it down. My my dream is to have, like, walls, but you only see, like, the... Um, like, the frame. Like, the framework yeah. of it. Like, I would, like, framework so you can see, oh, like... Cool. So you get the idea of, like... Everybody's watching each other, so like, Ooh, yeah. So like, good. there's always eyes on you. Yeah, I've thought about this for a very, very long I time. Like that. Yeah, so I like that. Okay, Olivia Fee, coolest special special effects seen in a show, or the most difficult action an action an actor has to perform as their character. 
That's a good one. These are all very good questions. Yeah. I I can't think of one that's been like something that's... St- okay. I, this is not me saying Hades Town because it's Hades Town. There is something I truly don't understand how they do because like somebody's not wearing sleeves and then they have like a flower in their hand. So it's like sleight of hand. It's like magic in, yeah. in some way. It's misdirection. But I'm like, how did that happen? Because like... You didn't reach into your pocket and pull it out. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. Um, also, quick changes. Quick changes. Legally blonde. Amaze Let's me. Let's go back to that one. The the sliding down the pole. The magnet dress. Any, like, quick. Oh, I know you like the one from uh, Mean Girls. Yes. Them ripping mm-hmm. her dress off and she's in a completely different outfit. Uh, there's, a, there's a video of... It's 45 seconds. It doesn't happen on stage, but Kelly O'Hara oh, yeah. changing at mm-hmm. the Tonys. Um, I just think quick changes are so cool. because They are. They're so, like, we have to do it in this way every time, or you're walking out on stage, like, buckling your belt. Yes. I think it's so cool. As a former dresser, I do appreciate them. Yes. I also love a good quick change. I That was one thing that I was always, like, proud of, because, like, I'd run upstairs and change, and I'd come back down, and I'd, like... We'd have to wait five other minutes for other people to come down. So I would get my notes and get to leave. Oh, like changing to leave. Changing to leave. So, yeah, I I have done, like, a few quick changes in shows. But, like, I'm also just very quick on, like, yeah. changing clothes. So, it's like, it's not that hard. Take them off. Like <laughs> I excel at taking my clothes off. Uh, Emily McGilvery uh, says, comps and a time machine show. What would you travel back in time and see? Uh, specifically, specifically, mm-hmm. I would see Cynthia Revo, Danielle Brooks, and Heather Headley in the mm-hmm. color purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that's always going to be at the top of my list to go and see. I would also really, really like to go see Audrey McDonald in Ragtime, where she won Ooh, her Tony, yeah, and Brian Mitchell Stokes, yeah. Uh, Sarah Merrill, what's your favorite theater space to perform in and slash or be an audience in and why? Uh, I like performing in a proscenium stage. I think it's just mm-hmm. what everyone is like most used to. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's what I've performed on most. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have performed twice in the round and I really like that. I've never done in the round. It's very interesting yeah you play to the corners um so that people get different angles of you fancy um yeah i like that i like that if you were to see the show multiple times and sit in different areas you'd you, see something different yeah you catch different things um yeah but most of the shows that i go and want i've never performed outside and i never want to i can only imagine it being horrible horrible uh and that's just me i hate being outside um yeah, but most of the shows I go and watch are also in proscenium, so. Ryan Davis says, your top five, excuse me, fave out-of-character performances. Example, a performer doing a song for an event that is widely widely different than the role that they are known for. Okay, I have a controversial number one. Okay. But we'll get to it. I'm going five to one. Okay. Um, most of these are from Broadway Backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh. I love those. Very good. Very I good. love those. Um, Josh Young. Uh, he's a 
a Broadway person. Mm-hmm. These are all Broadway performers. Yeah. Um, for one of the Broadway backwards saying, bring on the men. <gasps> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Yes, it is. It's so good. It's my favorite song from Jekyll and Hyde. It's my favorite song from Jekyll. Yes. Um, number four, Gavin Lee, Ethan Slater, and Wesley Taylor, who played Squidward, SpongeBob, and Plankton mm-hmm. uh, for Broadway Backwards. They came out and they're like, oh, in our show, we do character voices. And they're like very extreme yeah. character voices for like Squidward, Plankton, and SpongeBob. And so they sang, You Can Drive a Person Crazy. From company Cute. to talk about like, oh, we drive each other crazy with our character voices because we hear them eight times a week. Cute. Yeah. Um, but it's also just really, really good. Yeah. Uh, so go and watch that. All these you can find on YouTube. Um, Shanice Williams, who played Dorothy in The Wiz Live, mm-hmm. sang, hello. Uh, she sang I Can't Stand Still from Footloose. Mm-hmm. And it was so cute. I love her. I love her so much. Number two. Cynthia Erivo. Of course. Uh, singing Make Them Hear You from Ragtime. I've never heard that. She had a whole choir behind her, first of all. Oh, she did. I fucking loved it. It's so I've good. I've never heard... I need to look that one up. Now, my number one is is gonna be debatable because it's not a Broadway song that the person's saying. Okay. Titus Burgess. I love him. From... Kimmy Schmidt and Guys and Dolls, The Revival, yes. and stuff like that. And Sebastian from Little Mermaid. Um, they, there was a, I, it wasn't a Kennedy's Honors concert, but there was a concert honoring Cyndi Lauper. Oh, okay. And she was in the audience. So like, they, people were coming out yeah, and yeah. singing her songs. And there is the most beautiful, almost acoustic, it's not acoustic because there's no guitar, but like, ballad version of Time After Time that he sings. I've never heard it. It is one of my favorite things. It's so good. You've heard him do the Dream Girl. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's so good. When I was looking up Broadway backward performances, it it was like every third one, and I was like, I'm not trying to look at that one. (laughs) It's so good, but I don't need to look at it. Yeah. Jeremy Jordan not being on your list singing. She used to be mine. mine. First of all, Jeremy Jordan. Secondly, Waitress. Like, two strikes against you. No. I'll give you the waitress strike, but I will not give you the Jeremy Jordan strike. He is very good. Yes. He is, he is extremely good. Yes. Okay. And the last one. Okay. From Ron John. And it says, if you could experience any live show one more time, what would it be and why? Here's my, here's something you get to decide in this moment. Okay. Am I just watching it again or am I watching it for the first time and I forgot that uh, I have seen it? Okay. I would actually like both answers because I know they're different. If I can watch something again. Just because it was a good show and you just like would, would like to see it again. I would watch the play that goes wrong. It's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. It is. It was so good. I don't know how they did half the things they did. It's slapstick. It's British comedy. It It is everything that I love about comedy. Yeah. It was like highbrow humor with physicality. It was so good. Go and see it if you ever get the chance to. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it. I know. I need to. A mistake. <laughs> now, if you had the chance to erase your memory and watch something again for the very first time. I would either watch one of two things. One of them is Town. I knew it would be. It. I I can't wait for the 100th episode because 
I hope you hear how much I love that show in that episode. It was so good. I cried for two hours. It was everything I wanted it to yeah. be. And I was very scared that I was going to walk in and be like, I have such an expectation for this show. And it did not meet. But then it, it was like... Exceeded. It exceeded. A, I will never get over watching a woman just like hang on her husband sobbing. And I was like, yes, that is how we all feel. That is exactly what this show did. Absolutely. Or I would watch Come From Away again. Another show where I just sat and cried for like an hour and 36 minutes. Which you and Dylan need to watch. I know, we need to. It's, it is, it's so good. It's so good. It is so like inspirational without being preachy. Okay. I, yeah, I can't wait to watch the pro shot. I was like, I've heard only incredible things about it. Yeah. I watched it on tour. I watched it in New York. I can't wait to watch the pro shot because they have like overhead shots of the cast. Um, if we could have a pro shot for every show ever, that would be just like. Hello? Hello? I would pay a lot of money for that. To like have a subscription, like like a Disney Plus. But for like Broadway? I would be like, here, I'll cancel everything else. Just take that. Like. Yes. Because then you get, what? There's, there's, one for, there's one for Hamilton. There's one for Legally Blonde. There's a Come From Away. There's a Kinky Boots. It's the London version. And mm. it's very good. Uh, there's a She Loves Me with Zachary Levi and Jane Krakowski. Mm-hmm. I know they did that Broadway HD or whatever that was called, but like yeah. it didn't have a ton on it. No. Yeah. And there's, it was it through Amazon Prime? Because I know Amazon Prime has a like Broadway oh, version. It does? Which is how I watched Kinky Boots and She Loves uh, Me. Um, maybe it was then. But yes, I would, yeah. I, I'd eat it up. Oh yeah. So. You hear that? Here's your million dollar idea. Whoever yeah. you are. Take it. I don't I, care. I'm, I promise I'm not going to do anything with that idea. I'm too lazy to go through the steps of that idea. Um, You're lucky he does the show. Uh, mama, yeah, sometimes it's a... Considering it's Wednesday and this goes up. On Friday. Friday. Hey, we've done later. The, the, the closest I've ever come to missing the deadline was the last five years episode. Oh, that's right. I recorded it. I edited it. And I posted it. That's exactly what, and I edited it blitzed out of my mind. I was like, "Is this this box goes over here?" Like, oh my god, it was wild. It was wild, but yes, I do enjoy the show. I don't want you to think I hate doing this because no. I really do like it. Um, so yeah. Well, there you go. That's your. There are your cues. Those were your answers. Your A's. Yeah. There you did go. you have a good time? Yes. Good. Anything to promote? Uh. I have my show this morning, Cup of Murder, which is fun and great and true crime. But then we also have um, Our Poor Dungeon Master, which is a D&D podcast, which is mostly just a lot of yelling and... Poor Dylan. Improv-y things. And, yeah. Yeah. So, so check us out. Um, guys, I'll see you next week. We, it's going to be a Dylan episode next week. I didn't know it'll be that. His, it'll be his first uh, oh, yeah. episode this season. And then after that, it's the 50th episode. Oh, um, shoot. So I'm very, very excited. I've already got the day we're recording. I just, we just have to record it. Um, so, like a person who's drunk too much in the end of every show, it's time to black out. <laughs>